0: What do bananas, sleep medication and baby steps have to do with anxiety? Well, Welcome to ignite your influence podcast, where we are going to talk about that today with my guest, Stephanie D'Alfonso, integrative hypnotist and anxiety expert. (laughs) And I joke in the episode that I think a lot of us are like, yeah, I'm an anxiety expert, but she not only knows how to have the anxiety, but how to deal with it and it's some great insights here. You know, and as we talk about how do I influence the people around us? One of the things we talk about a lot is being able to manage yourself being able to influence yourself. And in the world that we live in these days, there's a ton of anxiety around. A lot of us have a lot of trouble sleeping at night and we want strategies for being able to deal with all of the challenges that we have to deal with so we can turn around and be a positive influence on the people around us. So listening with Stephanie DelFonso, not only are there some great strategies here on how to deal with anxiety, build resilience, Um, and and become a stronger human, but it's also a lot of fun. She's a a ton of fun. She used to be a radio personality, so she gets how to interview. So enjoy this episode with Stephanie D'Alfonso.
1: Move your bananas to the belt. To listen to your messages, press one. Hi, I'm Stephanie D'Alfonso. I was the original automated voice back in the 1980s when I was celebrity radio DJ Stevie Knox. Back then, I hypnotized my listeners day after day to come back and listen to me. And for the past 16 years, I've literally been using my voice to hypnotize my clients as an integrative hypnotist to make incredible life changes.
0: I figured letting Stephanie do her own introduction was going to be way better than anything I could do. And you didn't let me down. Stephanie Delfonso. thank you so much for being here today.
1: I knew we were going to have fun with this, (laughs) Anne.
0: I know, right? But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Move your bananas to the belt?
1: Yeah. So have you ever done the self-checkout at the grocery store and you hear, move your bananas to the belt? I literally would be in a recording studio saying, move your, and then I'd go down an alphabetical (laughs) list of all the different things. It was, you know, think about this. This was, you know, 30 years ago and this was cutting edge technology. You know, how do you take this this piece of voice over here and this piece of voice and this piece and, and make them work. And somehow they did.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I used to be the recorded voice for Under Armour's phone system. Oh, and, yeah? uh, so I remember doing that like, Hey, could you record something again for us? Could you record it again? <laughs> yep, so, yep. Yep. Yep.
1: So my husband would be traveling around the country. We lived in South Florida at the time when I was radio and he'd be in a hotel room in Chicago and like, and would you ever pick up one of those Germany hotel phones again? No. But back then, we didn't have cell phones. So he'd be checking. Wow, we had voicemail. That was new, right? So he'd be checking his voicemail in a hotel in Chicago and hearing me say, to listen to your messages, press one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fun. I'm right at
0: home, honey. And, and- <laughs> And this has led you to where you are now, led you as everything does lead us, right? Um, To being an integrative hypnotist and an anxiety expert. Now, I'm willing to bet that a lot of people on this call would be like, oh, I'm an anxiety expert. So I figured you'd be a great one to have on the show. Now, how did you end up becoming an anxiety expert?
1: Okay, out of necessity. After my last radio job, which was doing the morning show, and I... (sighs) getting up at 3.30 in the morning, my kids were little, youngest was still in diapers. And I found myself in my kitchen counter smashing my kid's bag of Cheetos because I had developed insomnia and couldn't function. So I, I share that because yeah, all right, smashing your kid's bag of Cheetos. I I understand that. Right. And so, you know, it's not my proudest moment, believe me, but I share it so people understand, you know, you think, oh, I'm the only one who's dealing with this. And, uh, no. So I did what I thought anybody should do, go to the doctor. The doctor said, you know, here's a prescription. Oh, and by the way, the insomnia is because of your anxiety. I was like, what? I didn't know it was normal to walk around with your shoulders like earrings and worrying not just about everything and anything but always the worst case scenario so i took the medication it worked for a short time and then it stopped I spiraled out even more. So I was like, okay, I've got to rip the band-aid off and find how do I help myself deal with this thing that I, you know, I thought it was normal to be like that. I didn't know that it was not normal to be that anxious. So I started learning all these different ways. And now, you know, 25 years later, I compiled them into my book, Goodbye, Anxiety, Hello, Freedom. And it doesn't mean Anne that I don't ever experience anxiety. As long as we're in these human bodies, we're going to experience anxiety. It's just part of the condition. Look at what is going on in the world in our country right now, right? It's, oh, okay, I know that I'm going to have anxiety. When it starts to come up, I know what to do. And so that's why literally in my book, the techniques are in alphabetical order, because you don't have to learn all 35 techniques. The book is like 100 pages, I made it really, really simple, because that's what works, simple shifts are what create lasting change. So if you pick two, three, four of these techniques, and you action them again and again and again. Um, I'm also a certified yoga teacher. So I always think about it in terms of in a physical asana practice, we're falling out of balance and coming back, falling out of balance and coming back. So, oh, why don't we do that emotionally?
0: Mm, And allow ourselves to. And it's okay to not be okay. Let's figure out how do we get back.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that was what, before we hit record, you know, what I was alluding to earlier that um, in the past year and a half, it really its I've seen it much more, you know, since the pandemic, people saying it's OK to not be OK. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Simone Biles, I have such incredible respect for her to be able to say, oh, I have to take care of myself. Like, whoa, girl.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. When the whole world is staring at you. And yeah,
1: yeah. right. And, and she was courageous enough to say, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Fortunately, I, fortunately, what I was seeing in my feed was a lot of support for her, you know, that people weren't throwing a lot of shade at her. Thank God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that too, as I was like, I'm so proud of my Facebook feed because they're so positive and yay her. And I'm like, right. well, I don't see all the negative. Right. Yeah. So you talk about building resilience. Is this part of managing
1: anxiety? Yes. Yes. Because. Resilience to me is you um, fall down seven times, get up eight. Right. So um, I live where, where we live in Connecticut. I have beautiful wooded property. And since we've been here for 22 years, there's been this one dead tree. It doesn't have a leaf on it, doesn't have a branch on it. It's just this stick tree. And so when it's windy, all the other trees are bending and flexible. And then here's this dead tree, it's not moving. We can't live life like that because, you know, stuff happens, right? Whether it's, oh, I'd say probably one of the biggest challenges in my life, the pandemic um, with an immune compromised husband. okay, I can't just be stick still and no emotions. I'm gonna have times. And I will tell you, I had uh, a great lesson for me that I can share with you and with your listeners is something I learned early on in the pandemic. And I had three really big days at the beginning (laughs) of the pandemic. And I realized I wasn't moving my body. And so, ah, okay. Energy in motion, emotions. Oh, I need to keep my body moving and it will keep my emotions flowing as well. And so it was a great lesson for me to learn and to be able to share. So, you know, we sit and, you know, working from home now, everybody is sitting way more, you know, where you used to be able to get up and walk to the kitchen and, and have a chat with people. And so now people are just sitting and hunched over on their devices. So get up and move
0: love it what's another recommendation for building okay. that resilience i like that tree analogy that because i can see that dead tree just like eh,
1: yeah and it's yep. not healthy no not at all yeah. <laughs> that's why it's a dead tree yeah <laughs> right so breath i love doing breath work because our breath is always with us so if you just stop and think i'm breathing in i'm breathing out i'm breathing in I'm breathing out. It's going to stop and bring you into the present moment. And you know, it was centuries ago. I think it was Lao Tzu that said that anxiety is worrying about what's gonna happen, may happen in the future, and depression is mulling over what happened in the past. So I'm so big about, okay, let's just stop and experience present moment mm-hmm. many times an hour. I literally, and have a sticky note on my wall in front of me that says short moments of calm many times a day. And at the beginning of the pandemic, a day got scratched out and i changed it to short moments of calm many times an hour. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about, oh, meditate 20 minutes in the morning, meditate 20 minutes at night. That might work for some people, for people who are, Very anxious, like I was, not so much, Mm. right? But when I say, okay, just come to your breath and think, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing breathing out. Oh, I can do that. Oh, and by the way, most of these techniques are simple enough to teach a six year old because if it's that simple, you'll do it. If I give you a 20 minute recording, you're not going to listen to it Mm -hmm. or you might for a day or two. Mm -hmm. Um, Another way is um, do you have a water bottle? You do have a water bottle, right? Yep. So you can take the water bottle. I have three actually, but anyway, we'll talk about hydration later. (laughs) So just start tossing it back and forth from side to side, hand to hand. And let's put the water bottles down. Oh, I don't have anything I can toss. Put your hands together like prayer position in front of your heart and swing one out and back and out and back and out and back and keep doing this. And hopefully your listeners are going to be doing this with us and- Oh, all of a sudden you start to notice there's like this little sense of calm that comes over you. And it's really cool why this happens. It's because we're crossing the midline of the body, but more importantly, we're crossing the midline of the brain. So we're activating and stimulating both sides of the brain, which then in turn stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest, digest, and relax nervous system. How simple is that?
0: Just tossing a bottle back and forth in your hand, or
1: right. So let me tell you a fun story. Uh, <laughs> when my son was graduating high school, I got there two hours early because I wanted to get you know the perfect um, photo. And I don't know why. I usually bring a tennis ball to toss back and forth. Well, no, I had his lacrosse ball, which is very thick, heavy rubber, yeah. right? Back and forth, back and forth, thud, thud, thud down the metal bleachers. So now again, people are turning around looking like, well, what's going on? But do I stop? No, because I was really anxious that day. So I do it again, thud, thud, dum, back and forth, thud, thud, thud <laughs> down the metal bleachers. So now I'm not just incredibly anxious, I am so incredibly embarrassed. Because now everybody's looking at me like, what is wrong with her? So, you know, I would recommend. People do it with a tennis ball, a water bottle, or just your hands. It still works fine.
0: (laughs) Or maybe a soap on a rope so you can like attach it to your hand.
1: (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) I knew we were going to have fun today.
0: Right? Yes. Well, and, and I think this is such an important piece of this. We all feel like, and this is something I've been battling lately. We all feel like the solution needs to be hard. It needs to be this big sacrifice and that that'll fix it. Well, the fact right. is like the trees that wave in the wind, we go off balance, we go on balance, we go okay, we go not okay. And it's a matter of continuing that movement and doing those little adjustments to yeah. fix it right now.
1: Exactly. Uh, you're preaching here. I'm like 100% with you on that. And it's, it, it comes down to, are we in react mode or are we in respond mode? And um, this is a conversation I had with my husband recently because he's been a little testy. And I said, okay, you need to just stop, take a pause, and then, oh, am I going to react or am I going to respond? Right. It's, it's really that simple. There's, uh, I don't have it in front of me. There's a Viktor Frankl quote about, you know, that space between stimulus and response. And in that space, it's a little teeny tiny nanosecond, but in that space, we get to choose. Do I, uh, or do I go take a breath? All right. Now respond. And it feels a lot better when you respond.
0: Cause you're more likely to get the results you want. Yeah. Yeah. And as we're talking about building influence with the people around us, being able to take that nanosecond, and it doesn't have to be five full breaths, you know, you don't have to sit there breathing in front of them in the tough conversation. It's just taking a second to say, all right, what do I want to do to get the results that I need here?
1: Right, right. Mm. And I do, um, I do with all of my clients, I do a, um, your own private paradise uh, breath, and so they have their own private paradise, and it's really wonderful because it is individual to each client. And so they have this little tool, this little anchor, and there's a physical uh, component to it as well that they can do it anytime, anywhere. I don't know. Do you know um, EFT tapping? Kind Emotional of. Somebody talked. St- yeah, somebody talked about it recently. Okay. So that was the first thing I learned back in 1995 when Gary Craig was just rolling it out. That's what helped me to learn how to sleep again. That's what helped me to start to calm my stress and anxiety. And so now I was stay at home mom telling people about this crazy tapping technique. That's like acupuncture without needles. And most people are not going to be tapping under their arm (laughs) on their bra strap out in public. (laughs) Right. So oh, I wonder if we can find some more subtle ways <laughs> to uh, hit, hit that reset button in a quick way. Um, and so that's, you know, the private paradise is just, it's it's yummy. But it's, you know, again, it's just a tool, but you have to use them. You know, mm-hmm. I like to call self-help shelf-help because how many times have we bought programs and mm-hmm. books and, um, you know, tapes back in the day and CDs and... Oh yeah, it's gonna change my life. And then we put it on a shelf and it just sits there and nothing changes. And we think, you know, why isn't my life changing? Well, you gotta, yeah, you, you gotta do it. You gotta practice. You know, we're we're recording this just after the Olympics. Those Olympic athletes don't just go out. Simone Biles doesn't go out and, and do a routine one time and then say, Okay, I'm ready for the Olympics. She's practicing and practicing and practicing. And so what you know, what better thing to practice than your own sanity, your own mental health.
0: Right. And, and the book that came out right at the beginning of the pandemic, I think was atomic habits. There's, you know, all these little moves over time. And then that's what I did with my book. I wrote little tips because we don't have time to sit down and I don't want it on the shelf. I want it on the back of the toilet. So when you've got five minutes of free time where the kids aren't asking you for a juice box, you can open it up and, Take one tip, and it sounds like this is what you've done with Goodbye Anxiety Hello Freedom as well. Exactly,
1: exactly. I think that you and I are, are definitely in similar head spaces.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't put it on the shelf, put it on the back of the toilet. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Where you get? Hey, what am I gonna do? All right, so another question, and you talked about this when you talked about your own journey through examining your anxiety, sleep mastery. And the importance of sleep and being able to do all of this stuff, to be able to have that nanosecond of pause to not react, but respond. Talk to me about sleep mastery. I like that wording.
1: Okay. So sleep mastery, the very first thing and the most important thing to understand about sleep issues, they don't start when you put your head on the pillow. They start when you wake up in the morning. I had a client years and years ago when I still had my in-person office because I was ahead of the caravan. I went virtual five and a half years ago and then the world caught up to me last year, (laughs) right? And and and, um, anti-anxiety medications from February, mid-February to mid-March last year at the very beginning of the pandemic rose over 34%. And it was similar for um, sleep medications as well. So we think, oh, okay, you know, I'm going go through my day, I'm going to be like all stressed out, anxious, and then oh, let me go put my head on the pillow. Why am? Why can't I sleep? So I had this gentleman come. He was a referral from his psychiatrist, and he, you know, had a lot of issues. He sent him to me to help him with his sleep. So I said, well, how do you start the day? And he said, with with an alarm. Oh, is it on your phone? Yeah. Could you play it for me? <laughs> it was like a battleship alarm going off. So the poor guy is shocking his system from the word go. So when we first wake up in the morning and right before we go to sleep, we're in a state identical to hypnosis. It's called the hypnagogic state. And so when we program in before we go to sleep, When we're focusing on all the things that we're worried about, and oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's playing in your head all night long? You remember those original um, answering machines, how they had that endless loop tape that would go around and around, right? Mm -hmm. So our subconscious mind does that. So whatever we're focusing on right before we drift off, that's there all night long. So we can choose to focus on everything that went wrong for the day. We can choose to focus on, oh my God, what's going to happen tomorrow, or we can maybe utilize that incredible opportunity to I drift into a really restful, peaceful night's sleep. If I have to wake up in the middle of the night, I I easily go back to sleep. Every time my head hits the pillow, I can drift into a comfortable sleep. I just did did that recently with a client where um, literally the command of when my head hits the pillow, I drift into a peaceful sleep. And she said, it's been working like a charm for her. So you can utilize that space right before you fall asleep and then utilize the space when you first wake up in the morning. The best way you can supercharge your day is to start your day with gratitude. Because when we experience gratitude, grateful people have 23% less cortisol Mm. than anxious people. So, all right, I can knock it down by about a fourth, sign me up then when we go to the feeling state of gratitude not just thinking about it in our mind but to the feeling state it gets our bodies to produce dopamine and serotonin which are the happy hormones right so there we're starting on this really great way to you know set the foundation for the day and then you pick these techniques and you talk just these real quick techniques Many times an hour throughout the day, you're emptying out the stress bucket again and again. You're not giving it a chance to grow so big.
0: Mm, I love it. Thank I you. Lo- so you're saying gratitude journals better in the morning than in the
1: before you go to bed. Well, you could do it both. Both. I I like to say it in the morning because however you start your day. And I just, um, I love David G. He um, does beautiful meditations and I've heard him in one of his recent ones say that uh, research has now proven that how you spend your first 30 minutes of the day totally sets up the trajectory for your whole day. And that 12 hours later, you're much more likely to say, huh, I had a pretty good day.
0: Huh. First 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. So for me, my first 30 minutes are um, I very lucky. My husband brings me coffee to wake me up. And then we, Um, either I do a quick meditation then, or I'll do it after we come back from our nature walk with our two dogs, um, at the reservoir, um, and then back another cup of coffee and meditation and boom, there is this ritual. It's a a daily ritual. And here is the way that I'm setting myself up every single day. And, you know, let's be honest. And sometimes you're going to wake up in the morning and it's just, one of those mornings and you're going to be like okay, grasping for straws. All right. I'm grateful. I brushed my teeth before I went to bed last night. Right? I'm
0: grateful I didn't fall out of bed when I woke up.
1: Right. Yeah. right. So, you know, we've got to keep it real. Right. Um, did you see the movie, The Secret?
0: A long time ago. I just was saying, cause I've been setting up on Mike Dooley. So I, I want to go watch it again, but
1: Oh, I did not like that movie at okay. all. And I will give you a concrete example why so the movie comes out and um the two scenes that i still remember from this movie were um oh money comes easily money comes easily and then they cut to a mailbox with envelopes filled with money flying out of the yeah it doesn't I don't think it, i don't think it quite works that way it doesn't way. work
0: that way for you
1: no it hasn't so far so i guess i'm doing it wrong um, right you should see my mailbox okay <laughs> And then there was the guy in his jammies and his bathrobe um, in his living room, imagining he's driving a Maserati. And then holy moly, he looks out and there's a Maserati in the driveway. It doesn't really work that way. So here's everybody's buzzing about the secret. And this woman comes to me for her first appointment on a Monday night. And I don't remember who she is. I don't remember what she came for. What I do remember is that she came in and she was bitten mad she was so mad because she read the book she didn't watch the movie she read the book the secret and she knew that she had the winning lottery ticket on saturday night and she was going to go in monday morning and tell her miserable boss where to go and she was going to quit and surprise she didn't have the winning lottery ticket (laughs) so um i long 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 before I heard anybody talking about the law of attraction. I was 14 years old and I will say I'm part of the lucky to be alive club for many reasons, not the least of which that at 14 this skinny, attractive girl was hitchhiking to the train station so I could get on the train and go hang out at the radio station with the DJs. And I knew I was going to be a celebrity radio DJ and then. I made it happen. There was, uh, my idol was Maureen Flaherty at WYSP in Philadelphia. And there were, I don't have the clippings anymore. There was an article on her in the newspaper. And here she is thin with her long flowy hair, queuing up a vinyl record. Um, and I can say that now because um, they're coming back. So people do know what they are. right? They're cool again. <laughs> yes. Um, and then flash forward years later, I'm down in in South Florida, and I'm in the Fort Lauderdale newspaper, is thin, long, flowy hair, queuing up the vinyl record. Like, tell me about that is not the law of attraction. But it was more than me just thinking, oh, this is going to happen. It was, you know, again, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just following my instinct of, I really wanted to feel like I was that celebrity radio DJ. And so it's not just thinking positive thoughts. It's, you've got to um, add in the emotion and some action steps, <laughs> right?
0: Right, right. Taking this, you can't just sit there and say, okay, I'm ready. All right, oh, mailbox, right. fill up with money. Woo! Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll yeah.
1: go check my mailbox when we're done, but I'm not expecting checks to come flying out at me.
0: Right. And you have to, What I think the way Mike Dooley said it in the book was you have to put yourself in, not in the secret, in his book, Uh, You have to put yourself in the way of the opportunities. You want to get out there. You want to take the baby, do the things so that, you know, it can, it can come. Love it. Well, and, and you talk about hypnosis and this is your main job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about this when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to, because this is something that's always fascinated me, but I know nothing about it. Okay.
1: So So what do we need to do? Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been hypnotized? I don't probably. I don't know. There was this. There
0: was this time. I don't. I have. You have
1: been. We. I probably just
0: was by you.
1: (laughs) You are getting very sleepy. It's not (laughs) like that. Trust me. Right. She's swinging a little thing back and forth. Right. So, have you ever been on a drive? You drive somewhere and you get there and you don't remember the drive. Totally. Yes. Okay. That is called highway hypnosis. When my daughter was going to driver's edge, she came home one night and she, oh, we talked about highway hypnosis. Because if you think about our, our mind, and uh, if you see a drawing of an iceberg, there's 10% above the waterline, 90% below. That is totally representative of our conscious mind being at 10% and the 90% is our subconscious mind below the surface. That's where our power is. Thankfully, when our conscious mind shuts off at night, our subconscious mind keeps going because that's what has us breathing, um, digesting, you know, all these automatic things. So when you're driving and your conscious mind is thinking about whatever, your subconscious mind is still keeping you safe and driving. So what hypnosis is at its basic explanation is it's a focused state of awareness and I call myself an integrative hypnotist because Melissa who trained me said on the first day, she said, I'm going to clue you in. Most hypnotists are reading scripts and they have them in a page protector. You don't hear them turning the page over. Mm. I'm not going to teach you how to do that. I'm going to teach you that the client has all the answers and I'm going to teach you how to find the answers. And she was right. She was brilliant. Because one size doesn't fit all, right? Um, I've I've helped, I don't know, countless numbers of people over all these years become non-smokers for life. And so here's a little bit of hypnotic languaging. Notice I'm not saying I don't help them quit smoking. I'm a former smoker. I quit 20 times before I finally became a non-smoker for life. Right. So if I read the same stop smoking script to every single client, I wouldn't have the success rate that I do because it's tailored to okay, what is it for you? You know, is it your best friend? Is it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's also not just, and it's not just with smoking, it's with anybody that I work with. Whatever we're working on, yeah, we do the healing work together. And I make sure that you have the tools you need to keep that emotional balance, to keep that resilience even after we've done working together.
0: Ah, love it. So it comes full circle as this is part of it, building this resilience, having all these techniques support the work you're doing from a hypnosis side.
1: Yeah, because I, I, it's, you know, I, I can't speak for every hypnotist, but my, my philosophy is, yeah, it's great to do the healing work. And I want you to be able to fly like a mama bird. I want you to get your wings and fly and be okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So if people are interested in more information on you and on the services you do and your book and all that stuff, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Uh, best is at my website, stephaniedelfonso.com. Hopefully you'll put that in the show notes because how do you spell that? Sure um, will. And, and right on there, you can put your email address in and you'll get five of the techniques for my book for free. Um, I'm, I, I'm not a spammy emailer. I just, you know, we can keep in touch. Um, I've got a bunch of YouTube videos. Um, I'm starting to get a little more active on uh, social again. Um, I, I shut everything down when COVID hit because I just felt like I was just part of the noise and, um, you know, I didn't want to be part of the noise,
0: yeah. but,
1: um, you know, and if somebody wants to work with me, you know, just reach out. There's a, a place where you can, um, you know, schedule a consult, a free consult and no pressure. I just, you know, I, I think you can tell I am so passionate. I love what I do because what I do really is life-changing.
0: I love it. I love it. And so if people are looking for a way to do something different that they haven't tried yet, working with that subconscious, working on their resilience and getting rid of some of the crazy anxiety that's happening these days. And then
1: it's, and that it doesn't have to be hard. Like you said, you know, circling back to what you said earlier, it doesn't have to be hard mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to take a long time. I, I met someone at, at some point who had been with her therapist for 20 years and I was like, <laughs> wow. Okay. How's that working for you? That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the max I work with people is for a couple of months at a time. Well, those
0: therapists like their job security, you know.
1: Well, they do. And, and, it, and if that works, and if that works for them, if that works for their patients, great. But I like to go in the express lane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Is there anything else you'd like people to know about building resilience and anxiety? And
1: It just takes the first step. Mm right? Don't look at the whole mountain. Just look at where's the first step and then look for the next step. And then the other, the other part that goes along with that is you are not alone. I can't tell you how many people come to me and, you know, they've been driving two hours. This is, I remember this client, two hours to get to her parents' house when if she took the highway, it would be five, 45 minutes right? Oh, and I I don't want anybody to know, right? You're not alone. When you find out, it doesn't, you can come to me with anything and nothing's going to shock me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And no judgment, no judgment. It's like, okay, let me just meet you where you are. Think of me as the GPS, right? So I'm going to say, instead of move your bananas to the belt, I'm going to say, prepare to turn left in 1000 feet, you know, but that that's the metaphor. But it's okay, where are you? Where do you want to go? Help me be your guide to, Mm -hmm. you know, the GPS recalculates if there's an accident or or construction or something. And so I can help you get there. Um, All it takes is the first step. And, you know, that first step might be all right, you know what she talked about I'm breathing in and breathing out, start there.
0: Love it. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. If y'all want to hear more from Stephanie, I will put her website and the book link and everything in the show notes. Thank you so much. This has been a delight. Thank you.
1: You are awesome. This was so fabulous. (laughs)
0: Thank you. Well, there you have it. Episode 154 of Ignite Your Influence podcast. Boy, oh boy, I love that. It doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be this big thing three little breaths throwing a ball back and forth for a minute or so just to recenter yourself get yourself in the present so that you're not wallowing on the past in depression and freaking out about all the things could go wrong in the future which is our anxiety good luck everybody manage your situation build that resilience go read her book and, uh, and do the things you need to do to get stronger for yourself to keep moving so that you can keep building that balance and keep being a positive influence on the people in your life. If you want a couple tips on how to deal with the discomfort of change or how to manage teams through the discomfort of change, my books are available on Amazon. Get over it and get them over it. Go grab those books. I'll put the link in the, uh, in the show notes for you. And if you're interested in hearing more about what I do, go to your change We can talk about it. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.